Section 36 of the Fourth National Climate Assessment, Volume 2, by USGCRP. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois. Frequently Asked Questions Societal Effects Question. How is climate change affecting society? Short Answer climate change is altering the world around us in ways that become increasingly evident with each passing decade natural and human systems that we rely on are being impacted by more intense precipitation events rising sea level and a warming ocean and will be impacted by projected increases in the frequency of droughts and heat waves and other extreme weather patterns long answer many people are already being affected by the changes that are occurring and more will be affected as these changes continue to unfold figure a 5.22 in the northeast and northwest fishing communities have to adapt to increasing ocean temperatures and acidification that impact fish and shellfish chapter nine oceans chapter eighteen northeast chapter twenty four northwest coastal communities especially those located on islands will need to confront rising sea levels which are already contaminating freshwater supplies flooding streets during high tides and exacerbating storm surge flooding chapter eight coastal chapter nineteen southeast chapter twenty u s caribbean chapter twenty seven hawaii and pacific islands shifts in the timing of the seasons and changes in the location of plants and animals affect communities dependent on those resources for tourism economy and or cultural purposes chapter seven ecosystems chapter fifteen tribes chapter twenty six alaska changes are not only happening in the oceans and along the coast farmers the livestock they tend and other outdoor laborers are expected to be adversely affected by warmer temperatures and increasing frequency of heat waves and an increasing number of warm nights chapter ten ag and rural chapter fourteen human health chapter nineteen southeast chapter twenty three southern great plains some communities may have to adapt to both an increase in the frequency of drought and more rain falling as heavy precipitation while deteriorating water infrastructure compounds those risks chapter three water chapter seventeen complex systems chapter twenty two northern great plains chapter twenty five southwest the geographic range and distribution of some pests and pathogens are projected to change in some regions exposing livestock and crops to new or additional stressors and exposing more people to diseases transmitted by those pests chapter fourteen human health chapter twenty one midwest infrastructure across the country which supports economic activity is increasingly being tested and impacted by climate change 
including airport runways affected by increased surface temperature and coastal streets inundated by high tide flooding chapter twelve transportation much of the current built environment throughout the country has been developed based on the assumption that future climate will be similar to that of the past which is no longer a valid assumption chapter eleven urban in general the larger and faster the changes in climate the more difficult it is for human and natural systems to adapt adaptation efforts not only help communities become more resilient they may also create new jobs and help stimulate local economies see frequently asked question what are climate change mitigation adaptation and resilience question what is the social cost of carbon short answer the social cost of carbon is an estimate of the monetary value of the cumulative damages caused by long-term climate change due to an additional amount of carbon dioxide co2 emitted this value quantifies the potential benefits of a reduction in co2 emissions long answer the social cost of carbon scc includes the economic costs of climate change that will be felt in market sectors such as agriculture energy services and coastal resources as well as non-market impacts on human health and ecosystems to name a few scc values are computed by simulating the causal chain from greenhouse gas emissions to physical climate change to climate damages in order to estimate the additional damages over time incurred from an additional metric ton of co2 this value can be used to inform climate risk management decisions at national state and corporate levels as well as in regulatory impact analysis to evaluate benefits of marginal co2 reductions for example in rules affecting appliance efficiency power generation industry and transportation such as the benefits of increased vehicle gas mileage standards as with many complex interacting systems it is challenging to develop comprehensive scc estimates but this is an active area of research guided by recent recommendations from the national academies of sciences engineering and medicine to keep up with the current state of scientific knowledge better characterize key uncertainties and improve transparency notably estimating the scc depends on normative social values such as time preference risk aversion and equity considerations that can lead to a range of values ongoing interdisciplinary collaborations and research findings from the climate change impacts adaptation and vulnerability literature including those discussed in the fourth national climate assessment are being used to improve the robustness of climate damage quantification and thus scc estimates question what are climate change mitigation adaptation and resilience short answer mitigation adaptation and resilience are related but different terms in the context of climate change 
mitigation refers to actions that reduce the amount and speed of future climate change by reducing emissions of greenhouse gases ghgs or removing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere adaptation refers to adjustments in natural or human systems in response to a new or changing environment that exploit beneficial opportunities or moderate negative effects thus adaptation is closely related to resilience which is the capacity to prevent withstand respond to and recover from a disruption with minimum damage to social well-being the economy and the environment long answer mitigation efforts can reduce emissions or increase storage of ghgs for example shifting from fossil fuels to low-carbon energy sources will generally result in the reduction of ghg emissions into the atmosphere mass transit energy efficient buildings and electric vehicles can be used instead of high emission alternatives land use changes that increase the amount of carbon stored in soil and biomass as well as some geoengineering techniques constitute mitigation efforts that take carbon dioxide co2 out of the atmosphere see frequently asked question can geoengineering be used to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere or otherwise reverse global warming see also chapter 29 mitigation adaptation involves policies strategies and technologies designed to reduce the risk of harm from climate related impacts some adaptation actions are technical engineering solutions designed to address specific impacts such as building a seawall in the face of sea level rise or breeding new crops that do well in the context of drought other adaptation actions involve decision-making processes policies or approaches that bring people together to support coordinated action chapter 28 adaptation adaptation often involves incremental adjustments to current systems but larger transformations may be necessary especially as some systems cross thresholds or tipping points adaptation and mitigation actions can be undertaken simultaneously to reduce concentrations of ghgs in the atmosphere while also reducing the risk of climate related impacts both adaptation and mitigation can have co-benefits societal benefits that are not necessarily related to climate change chapter 29 mitigation for example a new coastal restoration project to plant a mangrove forest will remove co2 from the atmosphere while providing valuable ecosystem services a buffer against storm surges reduced erosion habitat for wildlife and filtration of human pollutants chapter 8 coastal climate resilience refers to the capacity of a human or natural system to respond to and recover from climate related hazards such as droughts or floods in ways that maintain their essential or valued identity functions and structure resilient systems respond to climate stressors or impacts 
with less harm while also improving their ability to absorb future impacts and maintaining capacity for adaptation and learning a resilient rural community might have the capacity to share knowledge and resources to help farmers deal with droughts while improving their ability to absorb future impacts by building long-term structures to conserve water resources chapter 24 northwest resilience can be bolstered by diversity such as species diversity or employment diversity redundancy the ability for one part of the system to take over essential functions if another is damaged social networks knowledge sharing and good governance chapter 7 ecosystems question is timing important for climate mitigation short answer yes the choices made today largely determine what impacts may occur in the future carbon dioxide can persist in the atmosphere for a century or more so emissions released now will still be affecting climate for years to come the sooner greenhouse gas ghg's emissions are reduced the easier it may be to limit the long-term costs and damages due to climate change waiting to begin reducing emissions is likely to increase the damages from climate-related extreme events such as heat waves droughts wildfires flash floods and stronger storm surges due to higher sea levels and more powerful hurricanes long answer the effect of increasing atmospheric concentrations of carbon dioxide co2 and other ghgs on the climate system can take decades to be fully realized the resulting change in climate and the impacts of those changes can then persist for centuries the longer these changes in climate continue the greater the resulting impacts some systems may not be able to adapt if the change is too much or too fast the long-term equilibrium temperature from ghg emissions will be a function of cumulative emissions over time not the specific year-to-year -year emissions thus staying within a specific warming target will depend on the total net emissions including increases in carbon uptake over a given future period however the timing and nature of changes are important in both reducing short-term warming and meeting any particular long-term warming limit long-term reductions in the rate and magnitude of global warming can be made by reducing total emissions of co2 near-term reductions in the rate of climate change can be made by reducing human-caused emissions of short-lived but highly potent ghgs such as methane and hydrofluorocarbons these pollutants remain in the atmosphere from weeks to about a decade much shorter than co2 but have a much greater warming influence than co2 figure a5.23 question are there benefits to climate change short answer while some climate changes currently have beneficial effects for specific sectors or regions many studies have concluded that climate change will generally bring more negative effects 
than positive ones in the future for example current benefits of warming include longer growing seasons for agriculture more carbon dioxide for plants and longer ice-free periods for shipping on the great lakes however longer growing seasons along with higher temperatures and increased carbon dioxide levels can increase pollen production intensifying and lengthening the allergy season longer ice-free periods on the great lakes can result in more lake effect snowfalls long answer many analyses of this question have concluded that climate change will on balance bring more negative effects than positive ones in the future this is largely because our society and infrastructure have been built for the climate of the past and changes from those historical climate conditions impose costs and management challenges chapter 11 urban for example while longer warm seasons may provide a temporary economic boon to coastal communities reliant on tourism many of those same areas are vulnerable not only to sea level rise but also to risks from ocean acidification and warmer waters that can impact the ecosystems such as coral reefs that bring people to the coasts chapter eight coastal as another example while some studies have shown that certain crops in certain regions may benefit from additional carbon dioxide co2 in the atmosphere sometimes referred to as the co2 fertilization effect these potential gains are expected to be offset by crop stress caused by higher temperatures worsening air quality and strained water availability see frequently asked question how do higher carbon dioxide concentrations affect plant communities and crops see also chapter 10 ag and rural furthermore any accrued benefits are likely to be short-lived and depreciate significantly as warming continues through the century and beyond question are some people more vulnerable to climate change than others short answer yes climate change affects certain people and populations differently than others some communities have higher exposure and sensitivity to climate-related hazards than others some communities have more resources to prepare for and respond to rapid change than others communities that have fewer resources are underrepresented in government live in or near deteriorating infrastructure such as damaged levees or lack financial safety nets are all more vulnerable to the impacts of climate change long answer vulnerability here refers to the degree to which physical biological and socio-economic systems are susceptible to and unable to cope with adverse impacts of climate change vulnerability encompasses sensitivity adaptive capacity exposure and potential impacts for example older people living in cities with no air conditioning have less adaptive capacity and increased sensitivity and vulnerability to heat stress during extreme heat events chapter 14 human health 
communities that live on atolls in the marshall islands have high exposure and are acutely at risk to sea level rise and saltwater intrusion due to the low land height and small land area chapter twenty seven hawaii and pacific islands a history of neglect political or otherwise in a given neighborhood can result in dilapidated infrastructure which in turn can lead to situations such as levee failures making whole communities vulnerable to flooding and other potential impacts chapter fourteen human health poverty can make evacuation during storm events challenging and can make rebuilding or relocating harder following an extreme event in some indigenous communities lack of water and sanitation systems can put people at risk during drought chapter fifteen tribes additionally some subpopulations are already more affected by environmental exposures such as air pollution or extreme heat if communities or individuals experience a combination of these vulnerability factors they are at even greater risk vulnerable communities and individuals face these disparities today and will likely face increased challenges in the future under a changing climate question how will climate change impact economic productivity short answer many impacts of climate change are expected to have negative effects on economic productivity such as increased prices of goods and services for example increased exposure to extreme heat may reduce the hours some individuals are able to work physical capital such as food equipment and property that is derived from the production of goods and services may be impacted because of lower production and higher costs as a result of climate change sea level rise stronger storm surges and increased heavy downpours that cause flooding can disrupt supply chains or damage properties structures and infrastructure that form the backbone of the nation's economy long answer high temperatures and storm intensity which are both linked to more deaths and illness are projected to increase due to climate change which would in turn increase health care costs for medical treatment at the same time these health effects directly impact labor markets workers in industries with the greatest exposure to weather extremes may decrease the amount of time they spend at work while workers across a wide range of sectors may find their productivity impaired while on the job chapter fourteen human health these labor market impacts translate into lower earnings for workers and firms climate change is likely to affect physical capital that serves as an important input to economic production in farming where weather is a key determinant of agricultural yield increasing temperatures and drought may lead to net decreases in the amount of food that farms produce chapter ten ag and rural extreme heat can also cause manufacturing equipment to break down with greater frequency while rising sea levels and increased storm intensity can destroy equipment 
and property across all types of economic activities along american coastlines in addition to damaging private property increased weather extremes can destroy vital public infrastructure such as roads bridges and ports since this infrastructure is an integral part of supply chains that drive the american economy a disruption in their accessibility or even their destruction can have large impacts on corporate profits while their repairs require a diversion of resources away from other useful government projects or an increase in taxes to finance reconstruction chapter eleven urban question can we slow climate change short answer yes while we cannot stop climate change overnight or even over the next several decades we can limit the amount of climate change by reducing human-caused emissions of greenhouse gases ghgs even if all human-related emissions of carbon dioxide and other ghgs were to stop today earth's temperature would continue to rise for a number of decades and then slowly begin to decline ultimately warming could be reversed by reducing the amount of ghgs in the atmosphere the challenge in slowing or reversing climate change is finding a way to make these changes on a global scale that is technically economically socially and politically viable long answer the most direct way to significantly reduce the magnitude of future climate change is to reduce the global emissions of ghgs emissions can be reduced in many ways and increasing the efficiency of energy use is an important component of many potential strategies chapter 29 mitigation for example because the transportation sector accounts for about 29 percent of the energy used in the united states developing and driving more efficient vehicles and changing to fuels that do not contribute significantly to ghg emissions over their lifetimes would result in fewer emissions per mile driven a large amount of energy in the united states is also used to heat and cool buildings so changes in building design could dramatically reduce energy use chapter twenty nine mitigation while there is no single approach that will solve all the challenges posed by climate change there are many options that can reduce emissions and help prevent some of the potentially serious impacts of climate change figure a five point two four question can geoengineering be used to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere or otherwise reverse global warming short answer in theory it may be possible to reverse some aspects of global warming through technological interventions called geoengineering which can complement mitigation and adaptation but many questions remain geoengineering approaches generally fall under two categories one carbon dioxide removal and two reducing the amount of the sun's energy that reaches earth's surface due to uncertain costs and risks of some geoengineering approaches 
more traditional mitigation actions to reduce emissions of greenhouse gases ghgs are generally viewed as more feasible for avoiding the worst impacts from climate change currently however targeted studies to determine the feasibility costs risks and benefits of various geoengineering techniques could help clarify the impacts long answer removal of carbon dioxide co2 from the atmosphere could be undertaken by applying land management methods that increase carbon storage in forests soils wetlands and other terrestrial or aquatic carbon reservoirs trees and plants draw down co2 from the atmosphere during photosynthesis and store it in plant structures reforesting large tracts of deforested lands would help reduce atmospheric concentrations of co2 new technologies could also be used to capture co2 either directly from the atmosphere or at the point where it is produced such as at coal-fired power plants and store it underground however co2 removal may be costly and has long implementation times and the removal of co2 from the atmosphere must be essentially permanent if climate impacts are to be avoided solar radiation management srm is an intentional effort to reduce the amount of sunlight that reaches earth's surface by increasing the amount of sunlight reflected back to space since srm does not reverse the increased concentrations of co2 and other ghgs in the atmosphere this approach does not address direct impacts from elevated co2 such as damage to marine ecosystems from increasing ocean acidification instead it introduces another human influence on the climate system that partially cancels some of the effects of increased ghgs in the atmosphere srm methods include making clouds brighter and more reflective injecting reflective aerosol particles into the upper or lower atmosphere or increasing the reflectivity of earth's surface srm can work in conjunction with co2 removal and other mitigation efforts and can be phased out over time yet this method would require sustained costs has not been well studied and could have harmful unintended consequences such as stratospheric ozone depletion end of section 36